Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. Standby news, information coming, all of that stuff. Right after this important message. So I was listening to a sports talk show on the way taking my grandson to school this morning, and I got to thinking, we are really into pleasure and self more than ever. Don't you think here in 2022? I was very much there before I got saved. My wife and I both drove Corvettes. And when I was saved, we lived in a five-bedroom home back in the woods with a river going through the property. I'd go out and fish almost every day. Oh, that was just some of it. Yeah, me, myself, and I, the dangerous trivecta. But I was listening to these guys today, and one of them had purchased tickets to the upcoming Ohio State-Michigan game. And they were average seats, so he said. The cost? $2,200 each. What? Are you out of your ever-loving mind? You get better views on television. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I do get it. We're there, my friend. We'll talk more about it today's devotion at the end of the program. Coming down the wire, Jesus is coming soon. And with all the other confusing things we're going to talk about today, this is just $2,200. I could buy a really nice car or truck. That brings up another point. Got a nice GMC 2002 GMC truck. Just a few years, what, three years ago? 800 bucks. Perhaps the best truck I've ever owned. <laughs> you just never know, right? <laughs> oh, good grief. Hey, thanks for being here today. What in the world is going on? Well, it didn't take long for the 2024 presidential fire to get ignited. On the day after election 2022, former President Donald Trump ignited a heated 2024 battle for the White House by taunting possible presidential candidate Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. I don't think this is good. He crushed his Democrat opponent by nearly 19 points on Tuesday night, but Trump posted on his own truth social media, not Twitter, now that the election in Florida is over and everything went quite well, shouldn't it be said that in 2020, I got 1.1 million more votes in Florida than Ron DeSantis got this year? Just asking. I, I don't think it's good. I mean, all of this rhetoric already, just it just doesn't go down well in 2022. Just, maybe it's just me. Oh, here we go again. The second time in just 30 days that the state of Florida is bracing for a hurricane. Following Hurricane Ian's devastation on Florida's southwest coast, the unusual November storm prompted a hurricane warning along the central part of Florida's east coast on Tuesday. The call continued to strengthen as it swirled across the western Atlantic from Tuesday to Wednesday. An AccuWeather meteorologist said the massive storm will make landfall as a Category 1 hurricane along Florida's east coast sometime today. So here we are on a Thursday, and I'm still shaking my head. Talked about this last night in the Bible study, and I had the whole church shaking their heads before I was through. I mean, just think about this. Get your mind or attempt to around. We have had the worst inflation that we've had in the last 40 years. Agreed? 
the worst collapse in real wages in the last four decades, the worst crime wave we've had since the 1990s, step out of your house and get shot, the worst border crisis in U.S. history as millions flood across the southern border. We have Joe Sleepy Joe Biden, who is the, get it, least popular president since Harry Truman, for crying out loud, since presidential polling happened, that is. And there wasn't a red wave on Tuesday? How could that possibly be? Because the Republican Party is messed up. That's an indictment of that message that uh, the Republicans have been sending to voters. They've looked at all of that. They looked at Republican alternatives and said, yeah, I don't think so. That's what happened Tuesday, wasn't it? I mean, come on, in an environment, political environment so unfavorable to Democrats, how could it possibly happen that the Republicans didn't decisively win everything in every city and state of the nation? Especially when they're generally on the favorable side of important issues like the economy and crime. I mean, that's... That's on everybody's mind. Those are the two biggies. So what to do, what to do? Man, know thyself. Need to take a long look in the mirror right now. The suggestion is, and you agree or disagree, that Republicans really need to look at two guys especially, maybe three. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, Texas Governor Greg Abbott, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp. I mean, as the future of the GOP. I mean, those guys really did well. I think that proves to a lot of people, even independents, that uh, these folks can make it happen. They can lead. I mean, in each case, folks voted for these guys and uh, somehow dumped Donald Trump. Florida has become, without question, a deep red state under DeSantis. I think he's proven again that he can win support from groups of voters, those that Republicans have historically struggled with. He's got the job done. Boy, something to pray about. Where are we going in America? What in the world is going on? So a quick wrap-up. Let's, let's take a moment here. It's unlikely we're going to get any answers at all on which party's going to control Congress and not going to happen anytime soon, especially after yesterday's news that Georgia's U.S. Senate race between Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker are going to be decided now in a runoff on December the 6th. We might know about the Senate before then, depending on the outcome of close races in both Arizona and Nevada that haven't been called. As for the House, it's still too early to say, but things are looking good, they say, for the Republicans, that President Biden started talking about how he plans to work with them. He got in touch with House Minority Leader McCarthy yesterday. Voters in conservative states, they rejected anti-abortion measures. While those victories were expected there in California, Vermont, Michigan, voters in more conservative states like Kentucky and Montana also went the same way. In Kentucky, where abortion was banned shortly after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, voters nixed a proposed state constitutional amendment aimed at protecting the state's ban. Montana voters, meanwhile, voted against a referendum that would have criminally penalized health care providers who did not provide medical care for infants born alive after an abortion. That's so messed up. Election denial wasn't popular with voters so far. State-level Secretary of State elections aren't usually followed by anyone besides political junkies. But they were on Tuesday since several candidates who disputed the legitimacy of the 2020 presidential election were 
up for the job, which includes oversight of elections in Michigan, New Mexico, Minnesota. Election-denying candidates lost to Democratic opponents, but one did win in the state of Indiana, and it's still too soon to say what will happen in the Secretary of State contest in Nevada and Arizona. Yeah, the election, it wasn't real. And say what you will, my friend. Watch 2,000 Mules again Uh and again. Talked briefly about this one yesterday. Meta, Facebook, announced its largest ever round of layoffs, just ever in its history, letting go of 13% of the workforce, 11,000 people unemployed today. The parent company of Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp, has been trying to make the jump from social media powerhouse to metaverse builder since the Zucker changed its name to Meta back in October of 2021. To do all of that, it just hired people everywhere. In September, the headcount hit 87,000 employees, the highest ever. But after essentially blowing well, everything in the earnings report, they took some drastic measures. 11,000 of you don't have jobs today. And Zuckerberg faulted himself, really, telling employees, I take full responsibility for all of this. Of course, you own the thing. You run it. But he also blamed external factors. He said that e-commerce dropping back to pre-pandemic levels and difficulty securing and spending thanks to a lot more competition like oh, China's TikTok caused our revenue to be much lower than we expected. And for those who watch this stuff, 50,000 American tech workers have been laid off since the start of 2022. But to put it in perspective, that number accounts for less than 1% of the 6 million people who work in the tech business. Isn't that something? In health news, this is interesting. I talk so much, so much in my ministry and on the radio about Proverbs 23, 7. As a man, woman, child, thinketh in their hearts, so are they. That's what the Bible says. And it's, I believe, the greatest secret in all the world. Your mind, what you can do with it. Well, now there's a new study out there saying that mindfulness meditation worked as well as a standard drug for treating anxiety in the real first head-to-head comparison. The study tested a widely used mindfulness program that includes two and a half hours of classes weekly and 45 minutes of daily practice at home. Participants were randomly assigned to the program or a daily use of a generic drug sold under the brand name Luxapro for depression and anxiety. After two months, anxiety is measured on a severity scale declined by about 30% in both groups and continued to decrease during the following four months. Now, a word of caution here. That mind thing is okay, but if it's not centered, if that meditation is not centered on God, anything is possible. And we see Satan and his demons doing so much damage to people who meditate. Make sure you're doing that properly, my friend. But again, what the mind of man can conceive, it can achieve. Pretty amazing. What in the world is going on elsewhere? Russia has ordered a withdrawal from the Ukrainian city of Kherson, the only regional capital it held, and the first major city it seized when it started this invasion months ago. Amazon earned the dubious distinction of becoming the first public company ever to lose $1 trillion in market value after its market 
cap sank to $879 billion yesterday. That's down from a high of almost $1.9 trillion in July of 2021. Volvo plans to sell, oh really, only electric cars by 2030. And it just revealed its first one, which is a $80,000 SUV. Paul Allen, co-founder of Microsoft, his art collection was auctioned off yesterday for more than $1 billion, breaking all records. The proceeds going to charity. Paul Allen. Oculus, its co-founder, Palmer Lucky is his name, has designed the first VR headset that actually kills the user if they die inside the game they're playing. Although he said it's just office art, not, not real for now. Hello. And finally, from our things you didn't know and maybe even don't care about department. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I somehow collected a lot of license plates over the years. My favorite is an Indiana plate in the year I was born, 1947. A lot of people do that. They collect it. You know, it was in 1976 that Alaska adopted an illustration of a big brown bear from the complete book of hunting. I think it's a pretty good looking plate. Curiously, though, officials did not obtain permission from the artist Douglas Allen, who had never been to Alaska in his life and had sketched the creature at the Bronx Zoo in New York. While some loved the design, the Anchorage Daily News there in Alaska reported that others thought the bear looked like a fat guy in a fur coat, or maybe it was a bad taxidermy job. Some called it the Fleischer Grizzly. Alaska retired the bear in 1981. Oh, but they, they brought him back in 2015. Now you know. Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this. May I say on behalf of Greg Patton Ministries, producer of Low World, that we are so very, very, very grateful for your presence every day at this time as you tell others about the broadcast and the program continues to grow in popularity. Hello world, news, information, and comment every day at this time, Monday through Friday. And again, just thank you for being here. And as I always say, I think I love you. Well, I think I started this on Tuesday, right? And and then yesterday and today, this may not end for a while, talking about the end times and the very real possibility that we are in the abandonment stage of Almighty God in the United States of America. We were reading from Romans chapter 1, verses 18, 19, and 20 about the wrath of God being revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Read that. The apostle Paul here is making a very bold claim, puts every man, every woman, every child in this country on notice. He contends a supreme being exists and that every human being instinctively knows that there's a supreme being. Two things, the double C's here, your conscience, how's that going, and creation itself. That thing inside, called a conscience, embedded in every human being, it's like a basic operating system on your computer or cell phone. It comes with a standard hard drive. This knowledge includes a fundamental understanding of you know what's right and what's wrong. It's woven into every human being. But when that conscience becomes seared, there's the problem. 
A person no longer acknowledges or adheres to those revealed moral standards of life. You, mankind made in the image of God, and that includes the capacity of an understanding, really, of morality. And then creation, that external thing so you have within conscience, without creation. God Almighty has boldly and unmistakably declared His existence and nature through what's been made. Look around you. The universe is this massive blinking sign made up of billions and billions of smaller signs, and every one of them proclaims the wonder and the majesty of Almighty God. The logic of divine revelation is both unavoidable and it's undeniable, and we know that, don't we? Mankind knows it. God made humankind, giving us eyes so that we could see the expanse of his creation, the earth, the skies, the seas, the stars. How fantastic. Through what's been made, the human mind logically concludes there has to be a maker to all of this. You know it's true. Talk about being deniers. We've been talking about election deniers. Yeah, I'm one of those. How about just denying the creation of God? The natural, rational response to being exposed to all these things around us and the handiwork of God is to be filled with wonder and awe and, and worship. I put a lot of things on my Facebook page of different parts of the country and, and in the world. It's just incredible, gorgeous. And you should have a desire to have more knowledge about this God. But as a nation, America has systematically removed God or has attempted to do, doing it today as the originator of life. Yeah, we can go on our own here. The existence of God that was once commonly accepted as truth in America, what has changed? I think this is interesting, despite the fact that an overwhelming majority of people in America still believe in God or a universal spirit. The practical outworking of that professional belief is just fading so fast. Though our money may still give lip service to his existence in God we trust, and our founding documents refer to him as creator, these references have become, well, meaningless today. Concerning the origins of the universe, how about life itself? The fairy tale of evolution has become official policy in our public schools, colleges, universities across this country. The suggestion that scientific creationism being taught side by side with the Darwinian theory is met with absolute laughter, ridicule, you get it. A student in a secular school or college who proclaims God made the world is likely to experience a real blasting from the teacher dismissed as being superstitious. We don't want that person in class. The very God who set the laws of science into motion is now put down to the realm of fantasy or science fiction. Many of you know C.S. Lewis and have read some of his works. C.S. Lewis was no stranger to the arguments of secularism and atheism concerning that idea that the universe simply sprang up the Big Bang Theory. Supposing there was no intelligence behind the universe, there was no creative mind, said Lewis. In that case, nobody designed my brain for the purpose of thinking. It's merely that when the atoms inside my skull happen, for physical or chemical reasons, uh, to arrange themselves in a certain way, this gives me, as a byproduct, the sensation that I would call thought. But if so, how can I trust my own thinking to be true? That's a good question. 
It's like upsetting a milk jug and hoping that the way it splashes itself will give me a map of the United States or London. But if I can't trust my own thinking, of course, I can't trust the arguments leading to atheism and therefore have no reason to be an atheist or anything else. Unless I believe in God, I cannot believe in thought, so I can never use the thought to disbelieve in God. That is powerful. And how long has God made his existence known to mankind? Paul said this, since the creation of the world there in Romans 1.20. So Adam obviously knew about it, and so did Noah. The citizens of Sodom knew. Pharaoh knew it, but refused to admit it. So did Herod and all the Caesars. But wait, if all these people clearly knew of God's existence, why didn't they acknowledge God? If all people know from creation and conscious that God does indeed exist, why then are all these skeptics out there? The agnostics, atheists, are there really atheists out there? Paul's answer was very simple. They suppress the truth in unrighteousness, Romans 1.18. In other words, they're, they're burying the truth about God. And why would they do that? They understand that acknowledging God's existence means you've got to be accountable to God. That's it. And that's the last thing a person pursuing sin ever, ever wants to do. And so they engage in life's ultimate denial. And ironically, in doing so, they deny the basis and the very meaning of all reality, including their own. The existence of God is real and present. It's a present threat to man's sinful nature. Remember I told you yesterday there's three ways that I have discovered to be very unpopular? Number one, you talk about Satan and demons. Some pastors don't even want us in their church to discuss that. Really? And then to talk about the end times like we've been doing here. Oh, we don't want to do that. We want that positivity message coming our way. Everything is wonderful. And then simply tell the truth. Those three things will get you in trouble every time. Another reason that people suppress the truth is because of Satan and his demons. Satan, the god of this world, blinds the minds of the unbelieving so they may not see the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's why the psalmist wrote, The fool has said in his heart there is no God. And what would contribute to such an illogical statement? The very phrase explains it. They're corrupt, they've committed abominable deeds, and there is no one who does good. Psalm 14, 1. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. We'll have more on tomorrow's program. Yeah, it's, it's coming down the wire. So, um, the good question might be, why, why wait then? The Bible says today, today, this Thursday is the day of salvation. Why not get saved today if you're not there? And my friend, fall on your knees before God if you are saved today with everything happening in the United States, happening in the world. Get ready. He is coming soon. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'd do it today if I were you. Absolutely. And finally, <laughs> this woman said our fourth grader celebrated his birthday and he was on crutches. So he couldn't carry the cupcakes into school without some help. So I then asked our sixth grader, Noah, would you please help your brother carry the cupcakes? I could, he said, but uh, I'd rather prefer not to. Spotting a 
teaching moment here, my husband asked Noah, Noah, what would Jesus do? Noah answered, Jesus would heal him so he could carry his own cupcakes. <laughs> I've had my say for a Thursday. News information comment every day at this time on a program called Hello World. Join me on Facebook, Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. Until tomorrow, Friday, you have yourself one fantastic Thursday. God bless. Thanks so much.